Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we delivered. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today, which is October 30th, 2019. We have a great guest, Riggs Eckleberry. We're going to be talking about Origin Clear, which they treat water systems in a very special way. It's pretty high tech. To give you a little background, Riggs Eckleberry is the founder and CEO of the innovative water technology company, Origin Clear. And they're based in L.A., but they also have offices in Texas, Virginia, China. China, that's kind of interesting. That must be quite challenging for them. Anyway, um, he has a quarter of a century of experience in high technology. I would say he's quite an innovator. And I'm going to bring him on to our show now. Welcome, Riggs. Denise, it's a pleasure, and I'm blushing from all the nice things you're saying. <laughs> you want to make the water blush? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I can I can make it uh, boil over, but it's not going down there. <laughs> uh, well, you really do have an interesting background. Yes, well, you know, you I have a theory. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, in the commercial shipping industry mm -hmm. as well, it's wild. I had an extremely varied um, background, uh, raised as son of an international businessman, and then um, got infected by the Save the World bug and got involved with the nonprofit space, which is where I learned how to captain uh, large ships and actually ended up as part of that in the South Pacific on um, freighters, which is very, sounds very adventurous, but these are very slow ships. So <laughs> sometimes, you know, uh, after a while I was like, okay, I need to get back to the real world. And, and that's when I, you know, came back and uh, ended up in New York uh, in the high tech world, uh, launched a company there and then moved on to the dot com in the nineties, which is really where for, for me, it was an amazing time. I, I, I'm sure you remember it when anything was possible, it was changing the world. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, I had this, you know, I'd, I'd join a company and, you know, months later it'd be sold and they're like, good news, you know, we've been sold. I'm like, yeah, but what about all my work? So um, <laughs> exactly. it was actually a relief when on the, in year 2000, everything kind of crashed and I did my mm -hmm. best work after 2000 because we were actually allowed to build companies and, and, um, I in 2005 2006 I as the second in command of a small software company I helped groom it for the Nasdaq and uh, for its uh, IPO which it got and then I made the fatal mistake of thinking I should be a CEO. Don't ever yeah. do that. 
So, uh, but this fund agreed with me that I might be a good CEO, and and so, um, but their their idea was, you know, Riggs, we think algae is hot for biofuels, and if you were around in 2007, algae was the thing. It was very exciting. Yes. I ended up on all kinds of uh, TV shows, and uh, Varney on Fox Business called me Algae Man. I'll call you Algae Man, you know, <laughs> very very cute. <laughs> and uh, so I was Algae Man. Unfortunately, the price of oil crashed, um, which made turned algae into a science experiment. And, and I'm not, you know, a lot of, in fact, a large NASDAQ company, Solazyme, folded its doors, uh, but I'm not a quitter. So we actually found a way to use our algae harvesting technology to harvest the impurities from the water using electricity. And that became our, our call sign, if you will, for the water industry. And um, today, we've we developed that into a large portfolio of technology. We have licensees all over the world, including China, as you say. Um, but we've also discovered an, an amazing thing, which is that there is a whole new trend in water that's only now just becoming a, a, um, apparent, which is that more and more businesses are having to do their own water treatment, and that's brand new. Why? Well, you know, you and I were raised, uh, I assume you're more than 20 years old, so you and I oh, were yeah. raised <laughs> on the idea that <laughs> that uh, the government will take care of it. Send us your way your stuff and we'll take So everybody was just supposed to just send all their dirty water to the city and the city would take care of everything. But unfortunately, we failed to uh, pay for infrastructure and instead we've had all kinds of other fun ways we spent our money, but we can't seem to agree on the infrastructure. And so... Uh, municipalities are having a problem keeping up with the growing, you know, economies grow. And, um, for example, there was a brewery that that, um, that had to double its capacity, and the city said, sorry, we can't accommodate it. So the brewery had to do its own, had to set up its own water treatment. And oh. now, all of a sudden, they, these businesses are being micro-municipalities themselves, right? Now, if you're, you know, operating a radio station or running a brewery, you're not in the water business. You just want the problem to go away. So the, 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 these businesses say, look, just give me a black box that just does whatever it's supposed to do so the city's happy. And by the way, if you can help me reuse my water, I'll have a lower water bill. Isn't that great? Uh, because, you know, Denise, here's an amazing stat. Israel recycles close to 90% of its water, right? Okay. Who's number two in the world? Hmm. No idea. Egypt. Spain. No, Egypt at has 20%. the river. Yeah, I was going to say Egypt has the Nile River. Well, you know okay. they, they they should recycle, but you know recycling takes um, a lot of will, and so Spain came in is number two at twenty percent, and where is the U.S.? I'm sure we're at the very bottom. <laughs> I give them setting it up right. It's one percent. So one percent of our water is recycled because, of course, mm-hmm. we have plenty of water. Except I'm looking, I'm looking through my window here at a lot of brown hills. So uh, here in California, <laughs> you're up um, in LA, right? Yeah, and of course we've had these terrible fires. I know. So you know we have this. Uh, thank God the, the red next. flag alert. Well, you okay. need to work on, the, on something uh, for the air next, okay? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, I will totally do that. <laughs> but meanwhile, here's the thing. You know, if you have, for example, in in California, if you ha- if you build a 200 home residential uh, project 
Sure. You put in a half million dollar uh, recycling system to take all of the the flush water and, and recycle it for the golf course and the lawns. You will pay for the half million dollar system in one year because of the reduced water rates, right? Now, that, let me tell you, you pay for a half million dollar system in one year, then the next year you're saving a half million, and the next year after that you're saving a half million. It starts to add up, right? So it makes a lot of sense. And the reason is that, of course, uh, water rates in a place like L.A. are go very steeply upward, and they go into a penalty zone very quickly. So if you don't use a lot of water, it's not expensive. But the, I, I, There's people out there, and the people who have homes in L.A., that are spending $20,000 a month on water. Ridiculous. I'm down in Orange County, and uh, it's kind of interesting because when they put our housing development in place, all the landscape water is recycled. Mm, but we have, we have a, a landscape contract for, which costs about a million dollars a year for our <clears throat> housing development. So we have a huge amount of landscape. Wow, that is amazing. Uh-huh. Well, at least it must look—it must look beautiful, right? It does. It does. But um, they have to pump the water up the hill. Oh my God! As well, so we have this massive pumping station within as well. Lord, it's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Well, so here's here's what's going on: is more and more the the uh, the users, be they uh, real estate or or um, you know any kind of commercial. We have a client in Pennsylvania, an automotive dealership, that had to expand, and they had the bright idea to go buy some farmland, which is ultra cheap. And they said, "We'll just we'll just build our own uh, closed circuit water treatment system and just take care of it." And now they built that $130,000. Fine, they rebuilt it. It's beautiful. But now, what's the value of that land? It's not a thousand dollar an acre anymore. It's it's fully, um, you know, it's got its own sewage built in. So, really, and you know, you've heard about Ray Kroc when he came along at McDonald's. And they thought we were they were making burgers, and he said, "No, no, no, we're in the real estate business." That's the water industry now is turning into appreciating the assets of these businesses that are taking charge. They don't want to. They take charge of their own water treatment, but then they find that they have an increased asset value. Their their business is worth more. Their property is worth more. So it's a win-win. And it's the only way, Denise, we're going to take care of the tremendous deficit in water treatment because only 30% of all toxic waste is treated at all in the world. 70% just gets thrown away, and I'm sorry, but we end up bathing in it or whatever, and that's, yes, that's we know, do. not yes. right. It's not right. So really, you know, it's at least three times more work. Now, are you going to install multi-billion dollar central systems in existing ur- urban areas? No, they take decades and there's all the, you know, all the not in my backyard people and so forth. And so the only solution is a thousand points of light. Remember G. W. George W. Bush, uh, the elder, and he did a thousand points of light. Well, we've got a thousand points of light here that are these individual businesses that put up these water systems of their own. And we're in the business now of delivering these prefab packaged modular water treatment systems, what we call a a water system in a box, that these businesses need and their problem is solved and they're ultra happy. How large are they? Well, you know, in terms of... uh, Let's take that that automotive dealership in Pennsylvania. It's got 
all you see is an eight by eight utility shed in the behind some behind some shrubs in the parking lot. Everything else is buried, so it doesn't look like anything, right? So it's not huge. Um, you know, there's a, there's a 40 foot tank and there's a 20 foot tank, but they're all underground, right? So that that, that isn't hard to to, uh, to make attractive, and it solves a major problem. And they only have to pump out that the exhaust tank every year, really. So, um, you know, they're, all their flush water is taken care of. So really what this is is a what I call the privatization of big water. Big water is turning into little water, interestingly Interesting. enough. Interesting. So what's the largest project that you've done to date? We we have a, a Texas subsidiary that does great work with power plants, and they oh, um, wow. yeah they, they, these power plants need to have their water cleaned a lot, and um, you know their cooling water and so forth, and so um, that project was I think it was a million and a half dollars. Our typically our range is from a small craft brewery might be fifty thousand dollars, and a large operation like the one I just mentioned is up to mm-hmm. two million. And everything in between. Now, a lot of businesses, they don't expect to be treating water. So you tell them this thing's going to cost you six hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, they literally fall off their chair, right? Sure. So it's very important. This is the big second big thing that's happening, which is water as a service. They say, well, can we can't we just pay you by the the gallon? You know, use just mm-hmm. like we used to pay the city. Like, sure. So we go ahead. Keep it and that's yeah. the new. Yeah, exactly. By, you know, the the volume used and it's on the meter and they just like the solar contracts, they sign a, a long term contract and they're credit worthy and everything's fine. So there's ways to to make it okay for the businesses. They get a gain from the re recycling. A lot of them wanna also if they're gonna invest in that, well, I think I also would like to have clean water coming in. Can you purify the water? Of course. That's easy to do. So three parts, purifying the in, the incoming water. Um, recycling the gray water for, and even the black water for the the lawns and shrubbery, and then pre-treating the wastewater for the city because the city t- is not willing to take it dirty anymore, and that is really the trifecta that's working in water these days. When you take this recycled water and look at it in the laboratory, what is it actually? taking out? In other words, what are the toxins that it's actually eliminating? Well, that's a very good question because, it, you know, we have a technology called advanced oxidation, AOX, and um, what that does is it basically zaps the water. Um, I won't get into the technical side of it, but basically it, it destroys all of these toxins that um, people are worried about you know the, uh, the PFAS you may have heard about uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the Roundup, the hormones, the Viagra, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, it just goes in. Well, you know, and listen, you may drink filtered water, but your pets are probably drinking water from the faucet, and so the, the dogs get breasts because of the estrogen in the water, and it's terrible. Oh, so God. you know, our technology is is uh, really a step ahead. Now the only thing is we haven't started working at the home level yet. And that's okay. really a conscious decision because 
um, there, there is a need. There's a big need for us in the home space. I'll, I'll give you an example. Miami-Dade County right now has 120,000 septic tanks, and they have a rising water table. So That's guess right. what's happening to the septic tanks? Oh, no. Oh, poop on the lawns. Poop on the oh. lawns. You got a million-dollar home or, or a $5 million home, and now it's quite unattractive and stinky. So the city said, or the county, they said, okay, no problem. We'll put this on, all in sewage. Well, it's a huge county. It's going to take 20 years. It's going to cost $8 billion. It's going to tear up all the streets. Simplest solution is to give, is to just do tax rebates and let everybody convert their septic tank to a self-contained unit. It's going to cost a tenth the cost. It's done without tearing up the streets, and it can happen mm-hmm. starting right away. So that is the, the elegance of the self-contained, you know, water independence, as we call it, revolution. And uh, but like I say, we're not we're not working at that level currently because um, it's we're not geared up for it. Really, what we like is working with industry, and Mm -hmm. um, they, you know, we're able to to just have tremendous leverage. You know, let's take for example, um, a couple years ago there was the hurricanes that that devastated the Carolinas. Well, all of the manure lagoons overflowed, and those are god awful terrible. Right. Mm. So what what are you going to do? Well, Jeez. don't let those lagoons accumulate. You've got to you know, process them. And that's where you get into the zero waste um, uh, world, which is what you're all about is, is this whole zero waste concept, because uh, a chicken farm or a pig farm can take its manure effluent, separate it into pure water, reuse that or dump it safely. And then, because um, the Carolinas, they got plenty of water, so why we use it? But nonetheless, you don't want to have the, um, the nitrates in it because that creates all the algae that everybody's having trouble with. And then separately, your fertilizer, your manure becomes a fertilizer product, which is worth money. And so now you have a zero-waste uh, process, and the, the far, these um, concentrated animal uh, farm mm-hmm. operations are saying, oh, this is a new revenue profit center, and we're being good stewards of the environment. We're not dumping all those nitrates in the Ohio River, which is a big problem. Yes. So tell me this. The local city water companies, they treat the water before it actually gets to the customers. Would your technology be better for them to use than what they're currently using? Well, yes, because look, the, the the city treats they meet regulations, right? So so much arsenic, mm-hmm. so much fluoride, whatever right. it is. But there's a recent information, and I reported on this uh, in my I, I publish a, a newsletter that people should subscribe to on our website, uh, OriginClear.com. And what I reported on was the fact that they're starting to learn that the interactions between these toxins are unknown and appear to be carcinogenic, right? So you don't know what the interaction is between a hormone and a drug, for example, or or arsenic and um, heavy, uh, mercury. Or we, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even though your levels of mercury and arsenic are within tolerances as dictated by regulation, the combination of the two is an unknown. And that is why, really, we have to go to a zero-toxin policy. Why have any levels? Well, you know, lead, there's yeah, no why level is okay of lead for any levels. None yeah. whatsoever, right? Um, and so what we're saying is, um, now, we're not going to try and get the city 
to change because again, it, we they're wonderful people, but they, they don't have the they're not being voted the budgets that they need, and so what's mm-hmm. going to have to happen is people are going to have to treat their own water increasingly, and that's where you know we our technology down the you know we'll, we'll, first of all you you can go to some very good home water purifying companies you know Pelican. Uh, 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 even Culligan, these people do a fine job. We're hoping to license our technology to them to even further improve it. But oh, that's you know, a good you idea. can do, you know, because that way we're not entering the uh, mm-hmm. the single home market, but we are licensing it, which is what we do in all these other countries. Oh, okay, gotcha. Interesting. Are you looking for investors in your company? So we have a program where um, if you're an accredited investor you can invest in the company um, through private placement that's you know um, it's actually really good because you know you know dilution is a fact in, a, in, in funding a new company and so this it's got some um, price protection features and so forth very very well designed and anybody who's interested can just there's a, a link right at the top of our homepage. Click on that, and it talks about it. They get further information. This is one of those public, um, you know, what's called an open solicitation offering, so we can talk about it publicly. Um, but it is uh, we, we do very well with that because what we've learned is I've taken professional money before, and professional money does not much care about your company. They care they care about their company, <laughs> right? So. Um, they're going to try True. and maximize their profit at all costs, and mm-hmm. it has to be very, very um, painful for a CEO to live through. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, when people be- become excited about water, they consider it a mission. They also, you know, they, they, they watch the big short. They, they, they've heard about water being the next big thing. And so they're excited, and they don't really they, – they, they hold. They don't sell aggressively. If they do sell, they sell kindly. And so they are very uh, productive for us, and and they are truly our, you know, I have a soft spot for the, you know, 500 or so accredited investors who've gone into our private placements, and also for the 12,000 or so street investors who've gone into OCLN, our public ticker. Hmm, interesting. So where are you headed a year from now, okay. five years or ten years? Well, we we love how fast things are going for us, but fast in the water industry is a relative thing. That that uh, automotive dealership I told you about, we signed the contract mm-hmm. in September of 2018. It was finally commissioned in July of this year, and that was considered to be just fine. For me, coming from the high tech, I, I, if I had any hair, I would have torn it out long ago. So what I realized was that um, you, can't, you can't push string. These, 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 are, these are brick and mortar. They happen as fast as they happen. But this is why water companies grow by acquisition, not by you know, income growth, because they can only grow so fast internally. So the game is acquisition. And um, large water companies like American Water Works, which is the largest water company in, in America, they have a billion-dollar-a-year acquisition budget. Now, they, they're going to do it with 10 transactions, not 100, right? So 
they'll do 10 $100 million acquisitions versus $110 million acquisitions and get, get to a billion. Well, we are happy to go to the 5 or $10 million company because, as I told you, all the business is going to the edge, and these are the small companies that are growing, and they got terrible growing pains. You imagine you're trying to you know, deal with expansion of your business as a small business. Usually it's a husband and wife. And you're taking out your SBA loans and your second trustee on your home, and then you, you're crazy enough to take a merchant cash advance, and you've gotten all bollocked up. And all you're trying to do is feed the uh, the demand. And so if we come along and acquire you, then we have a confederation of all these small companies, and we're delighted to work with them. So we 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 made one acquisition that is going quite well. We made another one uh, last year of of some talent, which was very similar. And then now. We're on the trail of more acquisitions. Of course, we can't guarantee that'll happen. I, my my well, lawyers are telling me I can't guarantee it. What kind of companies it. are they? Well, what they are typically is is uh, mom and pop water service companies. They will install and maintain water systems in your area, and uh, so, so they'll sell that. You know, let's say um, uh, that real estate development. They will sell them a complete water system, and then they'll keep it under maintenance. The, the local uh, um, contractor for water, basically. Oh, okay. And these, right? These companies, uh, if you if you accumulate them, you create a network of them all over America, and there's a lot of, of cross-pollination. Uh, they, they love to work with each other. We try and, and we're targeting companies that don't overlap so that one might have a capability to deliver, you know, rapid deployment water systems for emergencies. Another one might be very good at, at you know, bubble tank applications or whatever. And so they, they all kind of interlock. And this is how we think Origin Clear is, is going to be the next great water company, but through a lot of small acquisitions by doing them fast and efficiently. And, and we also like to preserve independence. We're not big on everybody's got to integrate everything. And, you know, uh, I've been there. I've lived through that, and it's very destructive. We're very happy to let the, the owner of a company we don't want it to go off and play golf, right? We don't, no, no, stick around and help us build the business. And so we tend to acquire companies that are younger. You know, the, the, the owners are in their 50s versus their 60s, and they're still interested in building as opposed to selling out. Because, you know, everybody knows when you get acquired, your business is going to be torn apart because mm-hmm. the acquirer only wants your customers. They don't want, you know... Jim in the back in in the back room who does the 3D printing not interested right so they get rid of all your staff you make your mm-hmm. money you go off and retire they take your customers and they throw them into the big you know the big uh, Borg mm-hmm. and um, nobody likes that because it's a life's work that's down the drain you got your money you're supposed to be happy well a lot of people care about more than just the money strangely enough and we get those people who say listen join us. We'll give you your, you know, good price, you know, but but a lot of it's stock, so that you help build a company and you'll have an upside, and be part of our company and and create something cool. And uh, I tell you, people love it. We have a lot of demand for it, and we have some innovative ways. We're doing the acquisitions, despite the fact that we're a very small company. I'm I'm trying to understand this. I'm sure our listeners probably are too. So if you take a mom and a pop and they're they're, you know, a service company, um, are they gonna continue that same service with their customers or are they gonna take on what it is that you guys do and introduce it to their customer base? 
Well, okay, so there's a couple ways this plays out. First of all, we acquire that mom-and-pop company. They're already doing business a certain way. They're doing what they do. They sell um, a particular kind of filter, uh, or they sell complete sure. systems for for cooling towers sure. to clean up the cooling sure. tower water. Okay, they keep doing that. We're not gonna please don't oh, stop. Okay. Do what you do. Okay. Right. But in addition, we're gonna say, hey, they can then by the say, way, we've yeah. got we've got, we've got this. our product line, modular water systems. If people go to modularwater.com, okay. they'll see these 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 black boxes. And we'll say, mm-hmm. feel free to sell these, and they can upsell the existing customer base. The stuff that is being sold by the corporation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I got it. <laughs> I'm sure everybody else does too. It's actually uh, it's quite a it's quite a brilliant plan actually. You don't have to re- reinvent the wheel um, or expand on your own. You know, the, you're buying, the, most, you're the biggest buying value. The, the goodwill, right? You're buying the goodwill mm-hmm. from the mom and pops well, and the mom and pop. <laughs> well, my my you're philosophy because. I've learned over the years that the real value is not the assets, it's the people, right? And I don't say that in a sort of corny way, because when I saw the, year, the crash of the year 2000, I felt that it was caused by the fact that all the talent made their money <laughs> and left. They're like, okay, I made my millions, and you know, I, I built WebEx, and now I'm done, I'm going away. Well, excuse me, um, when that talent goes away, that's when... You know, there's a train wreck, and the people who are left are the people who aren't able to do it. So, I the tendency to uh, get rid of people and just pay them off is not helpful for an industry. It's not helpful for an economy. It doesn't help the people involved because, at the end of the day, most people like to keep working. You know. Oh, absolutely. When you don't have a goal kind of take, sucks the life out of you. <laughs> well, you know, the stats are clear. I mean, people don't tend to, to survive retirement unless they have a very active retirement. Um, you know, they, they you want to keep doing what you do. Now, of course, we all want to, you know, provide for our, our old age and oh, for course. our, yeah. you know, for our uh, heirs. And mm-hmm. so that's that's a good reason. But then what's the best of both worlds is you get some, you get some cash, you get some stock, and you keep working. Hey, What's better than that, right? Yeah, no, I I love that. Now I'm going to ask you a question that we talked about earlier. You said you didn't really want to go into it, but I'm a very curious person, and our listeners are they're pretty techy in some areas. So I want to know what is this AOX that zaps the water? What is that? Is it light? We is have, it generated by light that kills everything, or are they filtration systems? Or what? Well, you, you know, you know that ultraviolet works very well, but that's not what we do. And uh, but what really works well is that there, there, there are, um, you know, oxida- there are um, oxidants. Oxidants include, um, you know, cl- chlorine is, is an oxidant. Now, right. what is an oxidant? An oxidant is basically something that bonds with carbon, right? So right. Uh, it creates. So that that's basically what it does. Now. Um, what it will do is you put chlorine in a swimming pool that is an oxidant uh, that that um, that takes all of the impurities, turns them into ash basically, and now you've got a very uh, high uh, 
oxidation potential. Now, the more it's oxidated, the less it's drinkable. You don't try to want to, you don't want to drink the water. That's why we like to put antioxidants in our body <laughs> to try and right. go against that. But so the oxidants here are the active ingredient. The problem with using chlorine is it has a smell, but it also has uh, byproducts, which right. then have to be treated, and so forth. It's also not a very effective um, uh, oxidizer. But there is um, a, a number of oxidizers that are much more potent, and the most potent of all is called the hydroxyl radical, which is basically kind of like an asterisk OH. Um, and that that star OH is a... Um, is when it's, when it's created, it lasts nanoseconds because it immediately bonds with stuff. It bonds with water itself, but it also bonds with any carbon molecules it sees around. And so um, the idea is to generate it in real time, and that's done through a, a re- electrical reaction that okay. basically the water is passed through a membrane and then subjected to electrical current in a very specific way that, that is a trade secret of ours, and then sure. um, it passes through, and a huge amount of these OH radical molecules are generated in real time, and it literally just takes care of all of these microscopic um, dissolved solids that you don't see, but they're there, such as the, uh, the human-generated uh, you know, Roundup uh, hormones, mm-hmm. drugs, and also industrial toxins and so forth. Those are all taken care of by AOX. And we have a whole section of our website about that. We okay. license that. Um, and we have a partner in Spain. Uh, and Spain is actually the number three country in the world for pork production outside of after China and the U.S. And then the third is Spain. And they are a major uh, producer. And they decided to start uh, treating all these, these manure lagoons. Um, and they have very successfully integrated our technology um, into the overall system that they built, and they now have this mobile system that gets trucked around to different um, uh, farms and treats their lagoons. It doesn't have to be done uh, continuously. Um, and they're an example of an excellent implementation. They're delighted at how well this works. We've got oh, videos gosh. on our website that show that. So that's, oh, that's the kind of great. stuff that we think is very beneficial. Yeah. Well, when you were talking about chlorine, you know, what comes to mind for me is swimming pools. <laughs> and bleached hair. <laughs> exactly. Green hair with for blondes. Exactly. So <laughs> oh my God. could this at some point down the line be used for pools? No question about it. Um, that's just a matter of, uh, you, know, what, you know, what I learned in the dot-com was, you work with the people who put up their hands and go, I'm interested, right? You, you want to always mm-hmm. work with the, the enthusiasts, not the conservatives or skeptics. And so mm-hmm. until I find a pool company that is excited, I'm not going to run around looking for pool companies and try and you know, convince them to please, please, please use our technology. What we're finding is that there are early adopters in places like the, the, uh, the hog farming industry who are very keen on a solution. So we tend to go where people want us the most. Okay. We've gone, um, for example, Spain is, a, is an area. We also have mm-hmm. um, a wonderful relationship in India with a comp- one of the top companies there. Um, we have a, a partner in uh, Malaysia that is doing wonderful work. And we have our, our own captive uh, licensee, which is it belongs to us, Origin Clear Hong Kong, in China. And it does a lot of work um, 
neutralizing ammonia using advanced oxidation. Ammonia mm -hmm. is a byproduct of a lot of industrial processes. And you're right. I mean, you said it might be exciting. It is exciting working in China. But, you know, we do find that, that the Chinese, um, were, yes, they will steal technology. But, you know, if you have the mm -hmm. relationships in place, they – they they are growing up too, and I, I would say that, you know, it's it's a mistake yeah, to, to have fixed ideas. <laughs> you know, first of all, here's the thing: they are they are so well coordinated that it's pretty scary because mm -hmm. they are you know they're like a house on fire and they are moving in lockstep. I think that we're going to see a lot more Chinese domination of, of world economics. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think they want to fight. I think they just want to take take over financially. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, in a way, we financed it, didn't we? Yes, we did. I agree. I remember years ago, I got I, I checked out every friggin' book I could get my hands on about China because I didn't really have any clue how far they had come. And it was astounding. It's astounding, and it continues to be. Uh, it so, has come from literally, you know, guys bicycling down the road and being, you know, hit by a car and the car just keeps on going and doesn't care to a mm -hmm. very modern environment and in only a few years. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So if somebody wanted to take your technology for swimming pools, is it doable? No question, because all they got to do is it just gets plugged into the the the, the waste the water stream because he's got that recycling recirculating excuse me recirculating filter um, that's already in there and you just put it in the line and it will um, it, it's, I mean we we've proven it many many times um, and we just need to work with someone who is willing to um, try it be the first and they get uh certain preferences in their in their uh, region or their specialty um for being the brave one to be the first but it has to, it has to be a pool company correct well let's say it's a company that is busy uh providing uh like leslie pools they 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 provide pool equipment and um you know we work with one company that they this is in Houston, and this company services pools, and mm -hmm. there comes a point in a pool's life when you can't keep shocking it with the chlorine. You're going to have to completely replace the water. And this we particular did. we did okay. This vendor in, in Houston said, "Well, why don't I just kind of do a dialysis on it, run it through my truck and back?" And we <laughs> sold him a system that does exactly that. And it saves a lot of water, huge amounts of water, and time. Oh, my gosh. And now he's got, truck. I think his plan was to get to a fleet of six, and we've been working with him. Now, this was using our conventional, uh, we, we weren't doing anything special. It was just a ordinary, um, you know, membrane technology out of our Texas operation. But, um, you know, the, we again, we like to work with innovators. People have bright ideas like that, and we'll deliver a fine, fine system, and, um, you know, he's doing a lot of good right there, and, you know, pools, well, you know, a large here pool in is California, a lot of water. Here in California, because the water is, you know, going to these droughts, et cetera, 
when all of a sudden you find out you have to drain your pool and put more water in it. It's just astronomical. And if you're an environmentalist, it's very disturbing. So this guy no. obviously had a good idea. Now, now what we want to do, and at some point we're going to say, great, you got it for Houston. If you're not planning to expand elsewhere, why don't we just take this application elsewhere ourselves and, um, and, and replicate it. So, uh, the, you know, Denise, the problem we have, of course, is there's so many opportunities in water that we're trying to keep it focused. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why we've, we, we've really, you know, we like building these modular units because the industry – the water industry is very conservative. They want—they don't want too much change. They like the fact that it's—it's it's not a very, very, very different technology. Mm-hmm. It's just a different mm-hmm. envelope for the water treatment system. Sure. Like, oh, it's a package. You know, back in the day in the 80s, I remember the, I, I bought the first compact luggable, and you know, it was the first time you could—you had a portable computer, right? And Compaq didn't reinvent computers. They just put it in a different package, and it worked great. Sure, right? sure. And this is what we're talking about here is just packaging the water systems. Mm-hmm. The water industry loves it. Nobody's being required to, to, to innovate. And, you know, I, people not wanting to innovate in the water si- industry, is, I, I, have, I understand that. Here's why. Mm-hmm. I remember when Bill Gates used to say, why not put Windows 95 to run cars? And I thought, wow. How much Windows 95 crashes? Uh, it's a glad. It's a good thing that that cars are not running off of Windows 95 because the darn car will crash. So the point is that when your when your duty is to take care of people's health, as in water, you're going to be conservative, right? You're not going to jump on every single new idea because you don't want to screw up and have a bunch of people get food poisoning or whatever. So we understand the one industry is conservative, but at the same time, I've got a growth company. That's breaking out. That's that's has you know it's got some wonderful investors. We're a small public company. We want to become a big co- public company, and that's going to be done by working with people who are innovators that want to move fast, and that's again who we work with. And also by not making big changes. Here we got, you know, if you look at modularwater.com, you'll see these photos of these. Basically, they look like big sausages, and what they are is sections of pipeline that are cut, and you stuff that section of pipeline. Big, big, in 12-foot diameter with all your equipment, plug it up, put it in the ground, you're done. And that is uh, a patented uh, technology that mm-hmm. is very acceptable. The water industry is like, sounds good to me, you know. It's a package. What could be simpler? <laughs> well, I'm sure I've learned a lot. So of our listeners, it's fascinating. You're doing a wonderful Thank you, thing. Denise. I love what I do. Um, I I was never a water a water guy before, but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad thing. You know, when people come from outside an industry, they often have a fresh take on how to do it. And I came, you know, I invented the term mistake-based marketing when I was a marketing consultant. And and really, it was because after year after year 2000, nobody had any budgets for research, so we had to literally just experiment. Go out there and try something. And that I called that mistake-based marketing. I made a virtue out of the fact that nobody had budgets. Well, very similarly here, I like the idea of experimenting with new ideas. We're very, very adaptable as a company. Um, I love the team we've got, uh, just some of the finest people I know. And the most important thing is is the buck stops here. They're highly adaptable. They carry their weight. And I'm able to get on wonderful shows like this 
and tell the story and um, be mm. a strategist. You know, have that distant mm. look in my eye as I look into the future. <laughs> well, your employees are very fortunate to be working with you. And Thank you. Um, listeners, we've been talking with Riggs Eckleberry of Origin Clear. You can find out additional information about his company at originclear.com, correct? Yes, and they can also see our price quote at OCLN uh, on their Yahoo Finance or Ameritrade dashboard. Um, and, um, of course, we welcome investment, of course, but, but more importantly, we just want, um, we, we want to know that we're helping and that we're creating a new kind of water company. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll certainly run run by your uh, your stats. I know some money people, so I'll talk to them about oh, it. Wonderful. They can listen to the interview too. That'll be very helpful. Well, Thank you've been you. a wonderful interviewer. Thank you, Denise, and um, I ho- look, hope to be on your show again soon. I hope so too. Take care. Likewise. Good night. Bye bye. Okay, that wraps up our show for today. Thank you so much, listeners. You've been just so wonderful supporting our show year after year. I think we go on six years next year. We've been around a long time, and we've had the most amazing people. Listen in again next Wednesday. We'll be here. Until then, please be well. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit Got Cancer? Now What? for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What?